Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. This is our match review. Newcastle defeated 3-0 by Brighton down at the MX Schools from Leonardo Trossard. Danny Welbeck and Neil Mopay means Newcastle have lost another game to a relegation rival. Not a good performance at all. Hard to pick out any positives. I don't even think there were any. And the pressure on Steve Bruce has gone up a level. Listen here to Lee Ryder, our chief sports writer, who was down on the south coast, as he says it is time for change in Newcastle United. But the big question is, will Mike Ashley pull the plug on the head coach? We'll analyse the game, we'll answer that question and much, much more on the Everything Is Black and White podcast. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. Newcastle defeated 3-0 by relegation rivals Brighton. Our chief sports writer, Lee Ryder, was down at the Amex. Not a good night for Newcastle at all. And only one place to start, Lee. Enough is enough. Is it time for Steve Bruce to go? Well, I think it's, you know, we've already reached the point of no return a couple of times this season. And they could have changed manager, possibly after they got knocked out the cup against Brentford, just because of the body language of the team that night. It just wasn't right. They weren't up for it on, on that occasion. Then you had Sheffield United, um, and then there's probably been one or two times even after that. And certainly tonight, uh, the team just looked so flat, uh, didn't start the game well at all. Uh, Brighton totally dominated and uh, ran out very easy winners. I put in my match report that, you know, they were made to look like Barcelona. And um, yeah, you've got to give them credit. But, you know, this is a Brighton team that have won just once here. They were frail in confidence and it was just so easy for them. Uh, to do exactly what they wanted in Newcastle. And, um, yeah, I watched the body language of the players trooping out the ground and it, it didn't look good. It's it's very worrying. And if I was owner of a football club, then uh, I would, yeah, certainly be looking to make a change in the dugout because I, I can't see any other choice. You said there they made them look like Barcelona. The commentators on Sky said Brighton looked kind of just shocked at the lack of proactivity was the word they used by Newcastle to get back into the game. There just seemed no urgency by Newcastle throughout. Were you surprised at just how lacklustre they were? Not really, because I just think it's been in the post. And yeah, they did scramble a draw against Aston Villa last week, uh, but that was quite fortunate, really, when you look back. And tonight, uh, they just had no answers at all. And even after the break, when... You know, if, if that was the reaction after, you know, getting a bit of a, you know, telling off in the dressing room, um, sadly, sadly, uh, they didn't respond. Obviously, they did hit the post, but we didn't need more than that. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a disturbing performance. Hmm, most certainly. And the first two goals, they were carbon copy of one another. You know, out to the wing, cut inside, a shot. I mean. And that ball was repeatedly played as well. Why didn't Newcastle deal with it? I mean, it, it was clear to everyone to see what Brighton's approach was. I just think overall, when you, when you see the the starting lineup, um, and you've got a deep lying forward, and you've got two two wide players, it just you know has has spats of uh, you know playing for a draw. And I think Newcastle would have probably taken the draw tonight. Easy to say that now, but. They would have put three points between themselves and Fulham and, you know, kept them within swinging distance of Brighton. But Brighton took full advantage and Newcastle, as I say, you know, they, they didn't have the answers and they haven't had the answers for, it's not just tonight, 
Um, you know, Steve Bruce wouldn't lose his job just on tonight. He, he wouldn't lose it on even the last six weeks. They've won two games from 20 in all competitions. You know, that is serious decay, serious decline. And uh, they need to uh, they need to do something and they need to do it quickly because they've only got nine games left now. Do you think the hierarchy will be watching this and they will be they will look to, to do it because they've got history where they've acted too late. So where do you think their mindset lies at the moment? Well, I think obviously they got rid of Steve McLaren with 10 games to go. Uh, they made the change in 2009 with Chris Hutton when, uh, you know, Joe Kinnear had, had bad health and, you know, they made that too late with eight games to go. They've now got nine games to go. You know, points are running out, winnable games are running out if you look at the fixture list. I should have to think, if that's what it's like against Brighton, I should have to think what it'll be like against Man City, against uh, Arsenal, against Leicester, against Liverpool. Those are four games from those nine. You, you do wonder. I mean, the Sheffield United have already beaten them this season. Fulham have taken a point. They need a, a short, sharp shock. Someone has to come in and, and give them that, that wake-up call or they're are, are they going to go down. What was Steve Bruce like in the in the press conference after the game? Yeah, I mean, it, the human side of you does does feel sorry. You know, it does feel sorry for, for for a man who's been put through that much stress. But he he took on the job. Uh, he knew it was going to be tough. He said that from the offset. But you know, he's had the time. He's he's, he's had the he's had the money to spend. Okay, he's had some injury problems, but every manager is going to get that. But unfortunately. He hasn't. He hasn't been able to to live up to the demands of the job, and you know the fourth bottom of the table, and they they probably lucky to be there. You know, you you see, you 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 deserve to be where you are on the table, but they probably should be lower. They've lost to teams like Sheffield United this season. It's uh, it hasn't been good enough. And Steve Bruce is as affable as he is um, when the pressure isn't on, and you know he's met the press. He's got some great stories to tell about his playing career. Yes, he's, he's had the almost 1,000 games as a manager, but it's just not happening for Newcastle United. It's not happening for Steve Bruce. I think the situation with the coaches around him, you know, that is very strange with, with Graham Jones. Apparently, that wasn't his choice, is what we're told. He says something different, but uh, that's uh, that's where we are at the moment. I mean, Mopo hadn't scored a goal since January. You mentioned there Brighton's first win. Uh, they'd only won once in the league previously. It was textbook Newcastle for Brighton to get a win and Mopo to score. Um, and Newcastle didn't threaten at all. And that is quite worrying because Brighton do create chances, Fulham create chances, just don't manage to score them, where Newcastle just don't seem to be able to even lay a glove on the opponents, including tonight. Yeah, that was the story of... Uh... Story of the game, really. I think it was it was one shot on target overall. Um, I'm still kind of uh, reeling from how bad the performance was, but I don't know. Had had Fraser's effort gone in, is it a different game? It's, it's hard to say that now. You know, it was it was unconvincing, and realistically, um, Steve Bruce has got some goal scorers in the squad. He didn't use them. Dwight Gale, uh, he you know got taken off the team. After last week, you know, starting, getting messed about playing on the wing. You have Andy Carroll there. I've seen him storm down the tunnel at the end. Uh, I've seen Gale not far after him. And then 
I think they were the quickest to, to be changed uh, and, and, and out the stadium. So, you know, I think it would be it would be very interesting to to be on that team bus or one of the three team buses, I hasten to add, um, because obviously with COVID, they are spread out. So, look, where they go from here, I think it might be an overnight you know, decision because obviously Mike Ashley's in the Middle East at the moment on business. Um, he can only be advised by those around him. And if those around him think that Steve Bruce is, is the man to, to take them forward in these next nine games, then I think that is the, probably the biggest gamble of Mike Ashley's uh, tenure as owner of this football club. Penultimate question, Lee. On the pitch, there was a real lack of passion, fight, anger, you know, players getting upset. I didn't see any of that. I don't know whether you being there, being closer to it, maybe you did. But, I mean, A, did you? And B, if you didn't, does that worry you as well? Because surely the players have got to take some responsibility as well. Yeah, I think there were a lot of uh, gutless displays. I mean, for me, there was a lot of uh, ones and twos, you know, throughout the, the, the merit marks. And uh, as you say, a lack of fight. That we've, that's been evident for a few weeks now. I know they've, they've fought back and got a couple of points here and there, but you need wins and you, and you need that sort of passion and you need that fight. And every time you pull on that black and white shirt, you've got to remember you, you represent thousands and thousands of people, thousands of fans who have been locked up in their homes. And, you know, that wasn't a true representative of, uh, of where Newcastle United are. It doesn't sound like Steve Bruce is going to walk away, though. He said it again tonight, you know, he, he, he'll not give up the fight sort of thing. So it looks like it probably would have to be a, a sack and if a change did come, do you think? Well, I don't think he, I don't think any modern manager walks away now. Um, we know managers in the past have, have resigned when when things haven't been good. But um, but realistically, um, Newcastle United, they, they will be going into this uh, international break with a big decision to make. Um, compensation would have to be paid, and that's probably the reason why Steve Bruce uh, Steve Bruce is not um, going to walk. They haven't had a plan before. Do you think? Do you think there's been any sort of plan in, in leading up to this? Any names that have come across the table of Lee Charnley, Justin Barnes, Mike Ashley? Well, they didn't have a plan when Rafa Benitez left, <laughs> so that and they had a full summer to sort that one out. And look, I think. For them, for their point of view, they might look at Graham Jones and think he's a safe bet as, as caretaker manager. And whether that will pacify the fans, I don't know. I think, personally, I think the fans will take any change at the moment. If it's Graham Jones, I think they would accept that and see how it went. I, I don't know. Long term, obviously, I don't think that's a solution. You need someone who's who has... Um, obviously, you need the, the tactical acumen to run this this team. But also you need the charisma and you need to be able to take the criticism because there's been times where the criticism has been very heavy for Steve Bruce and he hasn't been able to take it. You know, he's snapped in press conferences. He's restricted questions. He didn't do that at night. I'll give you, I'll give you that. He didn't do that at night. He accepted every question that come his way. So, but overall, it's a big job. And um, yeah, there's been some huge names in football. World-class names have managed Newcastle United. <clears throat> and um, sadly, they haven't been able to deliver, and um, it feels like Steve Bruce is going to uh, going to be joining them soon. That's what it feels like tonight. Lee, we appreciate you taking the time. Get back to Tyneside safely. Lee's off to uh, to catch a train now. Thanks, He's now. down at the Amex. See you later, mate. 
Um, and you can head over to chroniclelive.co.uk to catch up with these match reporters, player ratings. That result tonight does not leave Newcastle in the relegation zone, of course, because Fulham failed to beat Leeds. Uh, Newcastle remains 17th, two points above Fulham with a game in hand. But their goal difference did take a bit of a din tonight, minus 20 to Fulham's minus 15. Brighton now four points clear of Newcastle and eight of Fulham. Um, you know, I guess the positive, if you're looking for one, is that it's still kind of in Newcastle's hands, you know, as it has been the, the, the past few weeks, but they need to start winning games. Lots of positive talk about Callum Wilson returning after the international break, but the reality is even with him in the side, Newcastle weren't picking up points. Yes, looking more threatening, but weren't picking up the points. Only two wins and 20. Sorry to rub it in, guys, but that is the reality, of course. Uh, if you go over to the app, Chronicle Live app, you can subscribe to the breaking news uh, feature on that or anything that does happen. You'll get the notification strength sent straight to your phone. And please remember to like and subscribe to whichever platform you're getting us through. Uh, for the meantime, keep safe, guys and girls. Thanks for watching and listening. Uh, enjoy the rest of your night. Great night down at the MX for Newcastle United as their relegation fears remain. The international break now. We'll bring you a special episode of Gibbo's Corner next week. The Magnificent Seven as Gibbo picks the seven players he wished didn't leave Newcastle as early as they did. And of course, if anything happens with Steve Bruce's job, we'll bring you a breaking news podcast as well as the regular Q&A with our writers. But just a quick note to say it's an absolute pleasure to have been awarded silver in the Sport Journalism Association Awards for 2020 for our podcast on the Newcastle United fans food bank against some really big hitters. We beat the likes of BBC Five Live Talk Sports and local BBC stations. We did lose out to BBC Sport on a fantastic documentary on Jurgen Klopp. But nonetheless, we're really chuffed with a silver award. It's great publicity for the food bank. If you search NUFC fans food bank United front on your podcast provider, you'll hear the full episode there. It provides a really good insight into how the charity works, how key the volunteers are, why your donations matter so much, and more importantly, tells the stories of those who have walked through the door and are now relying on the food bank to avoid hunger in their time of need. Here's a quick snippet from the podcast to give you a bit of a taster, and hopefully, if you haven't listened already, you will go on to do so. And if you head over to Google and type in uh, the West End Food Bank Newcastle, you'll see the webpage, and if you can spare any Donations, I'm sure that they would welcome them. Thank you, as always, for listening. It's like Christmas. <laughs> um, so, um, I mean, I can already see, you know, there's like things for my little boy and um, nice touches as well. Like you've got the flowers, like, oh, thank you. Um, well, you've got the flowers there in your package, and, and, and a wrapped present as well. Oh, what, what do them little touches mean to you on top of the, the food that you get? It just makes you feel like I don't uh, like like happy and, and kind of like special you know um it's been a long time since i've had flowers <laughs> so um that's really lovely i mean that again that you know you would never expect that that's a really lovely beautiful touch so i've got carrots i've got um, potatoes so like say and so, some food which i don't really eat food very much and i've been eating a lot of that like you say and then toiletries Well wrapped, whatever it is. <laughs> so you got yeah, you got kind of rice crackers, rice, oh, uh, rice, apple juice. So 
Did you think when you first came that you would be getting what's in here? Because it's good quality stuff as well. Oh, it is. Like you say, definitely they were looking at. Oh, man, hell, like I say, it's, you would have thought it would have be rubbish gear, like, but it's not. It really is good stuff. Like. My name's Eric. It's brilliant. It's really getting me stocked up with the cupboards and all that. So I've been opening tins of stuff from, obviously, about four or five years ago, and I thought, ooh, that doesn't look too healthy. <laughs> You know, you think so. You know, things shouldn't be like this, you know. They're very brave. They're incredibly brave. It takes... It takes a lot to walk through that door. And no, not everybody could. Um, but they are brave to do that. And we always have to remember that. Because in walking through that door in their own mind, they're at rock bottom. What is very, very important for us to do when they walk through that door is to try and let them know everything's going to be all right.